0: And this morning, we're going to talk about courage, real courage. What does the Bible have to say about courage? And we'll look at Psalm chapter 27. Before we do that, let's pray. Let's pray God's blessing upon our time together. You know, I'm so happy you've chosen to be in God's house this morning, and you made that decision. You know, those decisions are made not just on the spur of the moment, are they? Those decisions are made, you know, Days, weeks, years ago, you've already decided, you know, on Sundays, we're going to be in God's house. And uh, you've made the best decision this morning. So let's let's pray together this, this morning. Father, we just thank you. Lord, you're good to us, and uh, you've been so faithful to us, my uh, God. And uh, throughout the years, we've seen your hand upon our Solid Rock Church. Lord, you continue to move. You continue to impact families of this church and beyond, and we thank you for that. Lord, and today we just pray, God, that you would come and speak to our hearts. Father, we're not interested in man's opinions. We're not interested in what man thinks, but we are interested in what you have for us today, what your word has for us, my God. We're anxious to hear from you, Father, and I pray for every family, every home, my God. Give us ears that would hear your word, hearts that would be open, minds that would be alert to hear what you have for us today. Lord, speak to us in a clear way, God, that your word would come alive in our hearts. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, when I was growing up, Uh, especially in South Texas and Robstown, one of the things that I remember is that, uh, of course, we lived right next to the church, uh, the parsonage, and uh, I was a kid. I wasn't a teenager. I was a kid. and So we all had responsibilities in the church, and one of the things that my dad would would not ask me to do, but would tell me to do, uh, was that I was in charge of closing up the church. So after the services, especially on Sundays, uh, Sunday evenings, uh, wait till everybody leaves, and then I would, you know. And back then there was no there was no AC in the church, right? So the windows were open. So I had to shut every window. There was I still remember four window four large windows on each side, and make sure the windows are, are shut. And wait till everybody leaves, and then turn off the lights in the in the annex and the fellowship hall. We used to call it annex. Now it's fellowship hall. In the annex, and then uh, turn off the lights in the church and head home. Everybody was already gone. And I as a kid, I mean, sometimes I would be afraid, you know, of the dark. Because I would have to, you know, make sure everybody was gone, lock all the doors, shut all the windows, turn off all the lights. And then I would go back to the annex and, and uh, do the same thing, make sure the windows were shut, turn off the lights. And then I would run, you know, because it was dark, to the side door and make sure that was locked and head home. I did that every Sunday. I still remember that of 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 being, you know, afraid sometimes. And even growing up, uh, back then, we would sit outside and talk. Uh, and my parents would sit outside in the summer months and just visit. Sometimes families from the church would come, and they would just visit. And I would sit out there with them. Then when it was time to go to bed, they would stay out there, and I have to go back in, in the house, my brother's... We're inside, but it was dark. Parts of the house was dark, and I was, I was, I was afraid of the dark. You know, I just, I just remember those things, and those things are very clear in in my mind. And in our culture, we do have an epidemic of fears or phobias. You know, people are afraid of you know animals, or you're 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 afraid of certain things spiders, worms, whatever it is we're afraid of. You know, uh, others lose sleep uh from thinking about uh global warming. Oh my gosh, something's gonna happen or something, you know. Surveys tell us that the most common fear people have is speaking in front of a group of people. People, you know, you have a, a, a huge fear of of that. And and you know, and one of the things I'm thankful for church because church has it uh provided me opportunities to be able to speak in front of people to where i you know I get nervous, but am I deathly afraid of speaking in front of people no and and I thank God because the church has enabled me that opportunity to be able to do that. Lots of people fear sickness, health problems, I certainly understand that, and almost everyone is a little at least a little bit afraid of dying so we all have fears of course having no fear is not necessarily the same thing as courage not necessarily the same thing sometimes fear can be very healthy sometimes being afraid of certain things or being cautious can be very healthy my my wife has coined this phrase in our family cautious but not afraid. Cautious, but not afraid. Now, when we open the Bible, we see lots of courage in the Bible. And, uh, and I, I I don't know if, if you know the Bible. I don't know who you think the bravest person in the Bible might be. I've always liked Daniel. First of all, Daniel down there in the lion's den. He had to be, he had to have been courageous, right? He had to have been courageous uh, I, I remember seeing a, 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 a T-shirt. It was a company that was, it was a Christian company that made T-shirts, and they had a T-shirt for babies, for kids. Of, 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 had a picture of Daniel with lions, and he has his arms around the lions. They're all hugging each other. I thought that was funny. And I, I, I not know how that was, but I see Daniel as very courageous. but certainly one of the most courageous individuals in the Bible would be David. Now, as a, as a young shepherd, as a young shepherd boy, we know that he fought off a bear and a lion, which were threatening his flock. That was David. Then apparently, when he was a teenager, he faced and killed the giant Goliath. When everybody else in the army of Israel was afraid to even face Goliath, David was not afraid. In fact, when Goliath said something demeaning about his people, David became offended. And David says, oh, no, you didn't. You didn't just say that about my, my people, my family. When, when, when Saul's army was hunting him and trying to kill him, David still was not afraid. And in Psalm 27 and 1, he expresses his courage when he says, The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? Now, as we look at at this passage, you know, my, my, my prayer, my hope this morning is that we, you and I will better understand how David was able to not be afraid and how, you and i might grow courage in our life courage and that's my prayer this morning that, that that we would discover how to develop courage in our life now what what is the source of courage when david's life we see that it was rooted in his relationship with the lord his courage was rooted in his relationship With the Lord. One source of courage. Was his faith in God. He had this strong faith in God. Because when there is strong faith. Fear tends to. Go away. And and David had that type. Of trust because. He had. Frequently seen God work in his life. Look at verses 2 and 3. When he says, when the wicked advanced against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear, he says. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident, he says. So so, so David had that type of trust because he had seen God work in his life. He says, when when evil men come against me to devour me, he says, they're going to stumble and fall. Then, Then he says, even though it's an army come against me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. So every time David saw the Lord provide for him, provide protection from his enemies, his faith and his courage grew. Because he had this relationship with God. Every time God delivered him from those who were trying to harm him, David became more bold. He was bold. He was confident. He 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 could he almost would in our in our day he would talk a little trash to his enemies. Because he had this confidence in him. He knew what God had done for him. He remembered what God had done for him. And so because of that, He developed in his life courage. Courage. You know, in in the same way, our experience with God can help our faith and courage to grow. And that's why it is so important for you and I, for us, to take time to reflect on various ways that God has worked in our life. It's always good to reflect, to think back, and to remember what god has done for us what god has done in our life it's 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 always good you know back in the day we used to have you know services and we do this once in a while but back in the day we would have times of testimonies remember that you have times of testimony okay who wants to testify and people would get up and testify and uh and 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 it was good but it's an, and it's still good now because sometimes when we reflect on what God has done for us and we share it with people, then it really serves as an encouragement for people to say, wow, I didn't realize you had gone through that. I didn't realize God had done that for you. And it's always good for us to reflect. And David always reflected. He had that kind of relationship with God that he reflected on what God had done for him. And because of that, David was encouraged and, and, and David was was courageous. He was courageous. So I encourage you, take time to reflect on what God has done for you. Take time. It's only fair. It's only right. Because if, if, if we're going to blame God and ask God why and why when things happen to us, then it's only right that we remember what God has done for us in our life. That's only the right thing to do. Ask God to open our spiritual eyes to see exactly where God has taken us and what God has done for us. So the second reason for David's courage was that he had this love for God. He really loved God. Look at verse 4. Look at verse 4. One thing I ask of the Lord, and this is what I seek, he says, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, all the days of my life, to gaze up, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. For in the day of trouble, He says He will keep me safe in His dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of His tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. Now, David is, isn't talking about about moving a bedroom in, in, into the church into the temple. He's not talking about moving to the church building and sleeping in the church pew, although growing up, I think I did my share of that. He, but he's not talking about that. Rather, he's talking about a close relationship with God. He's talking about a real closeness with God. He's talking about an intimate fellowship with the God that he serves. It, you know, it's, it's one thing to be with God. But it's another thing to to love being with God. It, it's one thing to be with God, but it's quite another thing to be to love being with God. When you love someone, you absolutely love being with that person. Maybe it's your spouse. Man, you 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 just love to be with your spouse, right, guys? Right, guys? Yes, yes. Love to be with your spouse you know and any you know any moment that you have you love to be together so th- this these verses show us that David really treasured his fellowship with God he really treasured his friendship with God he, he, he and God were really tight because he loved God with with at least if not all a good chunk of his heart soul and mind he he, he loved God he had this Passion for God. And when we love someone, we tend to trust him or her. The more you love, the more you tend to trust. And as we said before, that leads to courage. Because he loved God so much, he trusted God. He he developed a trust in God. And because he had to develop a trust in God, he developed courage. Courage. Now, let's look at a couple of ter- of, of, uh, of characteristics of true courage. What is true courage? What do we see in David's life? What do we see in David's life? First of all, courage continues even when adversity strikes. Courage continues when adversity strikes. Courage comes when tough times come along. You remember... You may remember the Wizard of Oz, uh, the lion that proclaimed himself to be very brave. Remember that? He was very brave until Dorothy's little dog started barking at him. And then he wasn't brave anymore. He became afraid. Then it was clear that he was a cowardly lion. He wasn't a brave lion. He he was a cowardly lion. And, and, And maybe you know people like that. They love to talk about how brave... How bold they are until they actually face a dangerous situation. Until adversity comes. And then all of a sudden, they're not very brave anymore. They're not very courageous. Their courage totally evaporates. But not so with David. Not so with David. His courage continued even in the worst situation. Because go back to verse 3 again. Psalm 27, 3 says, Though an army besiege me. What does it say? My heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. Even then will I be confident. That's not where the hospital and visiting with Marcus's parents. And, and uh, one of the things that caught my attention that uh, Marcus' dad was saying, he goes, Marcus, growing up, he was very confident. He was, you know, very confident He almost, you know, I don't know if he meant to say cocky, but he said confident. Growing up, he goes, he would always say, oh, dad, I can do that. Yes, dad, I can do that. And he goes, he never said he couldn't do something. He was always, he "He never had a problem with confidence. He said, Marcus never had a problem with confidence. David was very confident. He says, even, even though he goes, you know what? An army can come against me. He says, I don't care. My heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. David was courageous. He was confident. He wasn't afraid. Or what about verse 10? Look at verse 10. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me, he says. He says, If my father and mother leave me, he goes, I'm confident God will receive me. He was confident. In other words, David was saying, no matter what happens, no matter how things get bad, even if there was no one in this earth that I can count on, he goes, I'm not going to be afraid because I can count on God. He was confident. His courage wasn't just surface courage. It was very deep. It was very real. That was David. He was confident. So when adversity comes, and in his life, adversity came, courage continues to happen in the lives of believers, even when adversity strikes, as we can see in David. And throughout centuries, God has supplied courage to his people who face very difficult situations. You know, the, the, the Bible contains lots of examples of, of this, as I said before, Daniel in the Lions Den, clearly one of my favorite stories in the Bible because it it, it models courage of his three friends his, and his friends when the king was about to throw them into the burning furnace. Remember that because they refused to worship a ninety foot idol that the king had made. And He says, "You've got to you've got to kneel and worship," and, the, and Daniel says, well, "I'm not going to, I'm not going to." Because this is what Daniel says, if we're thrown into the furnace, the God that we serve is able to save us from it. And he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, even if God doesn't rescue us, he says, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. That is courage. When he says, listen, we're not going to serve We're not going to bow, and I don't care what you say, what you do, if you're threatening us, we will not bow. That is courage. That is courage. So there's many examples in the Bible of people who are courageous. There was a... I read about a, a preacher in the 19th century. Henry Beecher was his name, and he, after preaching against drunkenness and other sins... The story says that after the service, he was confronted by a man who was drunk with a gun, who was very angry at, at him because of what he had said. He had preached against drunkenness. And Beecher told him, shoot away, he told him. I don't believe you can hit the mark as well as I did today. He said, shoot away. I don't care. You know, I, I know in this room there's people who have been very brave. You're very brave because life has dealt you tough situation, I think about the widows who, are, who their spouses have died and, 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 they, and they've got the courage to keep going, to keep, to keep you know, going with their life, to keep serving God by themselves. That's courageous. And I applaud you for that. But even when you were facing our worst fears, let me be clear today that God will give us courage to get us through. If we're trusting in him, God will get us through. Now, the second aspect of true courage is that it continues even when we start to feel discouraged. And you know what? This happened in David's life. In verse 1, he says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Right? Very bold, very brave. But later on this psalm, that, that courage seems to turn into concern. Look at verse 9, 279, 9, where he says, God, do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been, you have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, O God, my savior. Do not turn me over to the desires of my foes, for, for false witnesses rise up against me, breathing out violence. So David, wasn't it different than, than, than we are? Like all of us, David had times in his life when he felt discouraged. He felt discouraged. Has anybody, has anybody in this room not ever felt discouraged? You can say this more, brother, I've never, in my life, I've never felt discouraged. We've all felt discouraged. In fact, this morning in church, you may have walked in here and you're, and you're discouraged. You're discouraged. You look around and you're concerned. You have concerns. You have fears. So David had times in his life when he felt discouraged. He felt discouraged. But even then, he was able to hang in there, and he was able to maintain his confidence in God despite his concerns. Look at verse thirteen, when he says, "I'm co- I'm still confident of this." Okay, after he shares his concerns, he says. I am still confident of this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the hand of the living. I'm, I'm confident of this, that God is still on my side, that God still loves me. I'm confident that God has, the, He has the best plans for me. He is, I'm confident I'm still going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Because fear has the ability to, to feed on itself, right? Sometimes you we, we found that that often when you're afraid, the more you think about being afraid, the more afraid you become, right? You're constantly thinking about being afraid. And the more you think about it, the more you're afraid of being afraid. It, 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 it feeds on itself. And unless we confront our fears, then those fears, they sometimes turn into panic. You begin to panic. Because we're allowing fear to just overtake our life. And to control our every thought. Your mind is constantly running. And what if? And you're afraid. And what if this happens? And this. And your life, that's how you live your life. Yet, God, the courage God gives us is an anchor that keeps us it keeps our concerns from drifting into fear and panic. Sometimes even when our faith is strong, we become discouraged by difficult circumstances. When someone gets laid off from their job, when one of your kids perhaps is going through a messy divorce or going through a difficult time, you feel discouraged when the doctor says I I think you have cancer. Or when your best friend stabs you in the back, the the, the person you you trusted, they stab you in the back. It, it's no it's 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 no surprise that we feel discouraged sometimes. Even if you're a strong Christian, we sometimes we feel discouraged. But at those times if we're trusting in God, we can still know that the bottom line is what David says. I'm still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We can still be confident of this. That God is still on our side. So we have seen that David's courage was rooted in his faith. It was established in his faith and in his love for God. It was a type of courage that, that held up under adversity. And was still there when the worst nightmares in his life came true. It, 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 was, it was courage that continued to give him strength, even as he struggled with discouragement. And I don't know about you, but I, I, I like to have that type of courage. When a tough time comes, you're still courageous. When adversity strikes, you have courage. And again, I know some of you in this room, you're, you're, you may be facing real tough times. Medical problems, challenging family situations, uh, unemployment, financial stress. When When those things begin to happen, it's very easy to start to worry and become afraid. But God doesn't want that to happen to you this morning. God doesn't want you to live your life afraid. God doesn't want you to live your life in panic. All the time. That is not the life that God has for you. If we are to uh, be a believer in Jesus Christ. Don't be afraid of what the future. Oh you were afraid of the future. I cannot believe what's happening in our country. You know. No. Because we know who holds the future. So as Christians. We can trust him. We don't have to be afraid. So what do we do? What. What lessons. Are there for us in Psalm 27. There's many of us. But I'm going to finish up with this. There are two things. We need to work. On building a relationship. With the God that produces courage. Build a relationship. With the God. Who produces courage. That simply means. We need to learn to trust God. And love him more. Trust God and love him more. And and, and we've already mentioned, you know, when we come together with him, Bible study, getting together, what you're doing this morning, it produces courage in you. And there's a a verse that I want to leave with you, Romans 8, 31 and 32, when it says, what then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is on our side, Who can be against us? God, listen, if God is on your side, then who who can come against you that's powerful, more powerful than God is? So establish a relationship with a God that can give us courage. And the second thing we do is we need to ask God to help us overcome the fears we have. Identify that fear that you have in your life. What is it? Is it the future? Is it, oh my gosh, my family member has cancer? I'm probably next. My friend at work has cancer? I'm about to get it too. Oh, you know, that so and so is going through this. We're probably next. And we talk ourselves into problems. Because our, our life is full of fear. That, that's what we think about. That's how we sleep. We talk about it. We share it with people. Constantly be, we're constantly afraid. Something that you've been afraid for a long time. I think it's important that we identify that fear. And then pray God to help you overcome that fear. That is not of God. Then I would also encourage you to ask someone that you trust. To pray with you. To pray with you. To make yourself accountable to someone. Say, listen, I've got this fear. And someone that you trust. Now someone's going to laugh at you and say, what? You got that fear? Come on, girl, get out of here. No, someone that you trust. Someone that's going to pray with you. And, I mean, And it could be a fear that you've got to take care of a situation and you're afraid to. You've got to face something in life, but you're afraid to. Maybe you're afraid to confront someone, or maybe you're afraid to make some changes in your life that you know you've got to make. I've got to make these changes in my life, and I know I've got to do it, but you're afraid to? You're, you're in denial, perhaps? Ask God to help you. Ask God to help you. Look at verse 14. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and Take heart. And wait for the Lord. The lessons we learned from David was that he had courage. Even in adversity, he had courage. In discouragement, he had courage. Now, was it easy for him? No. He had to work at it. We have to work at it. But God is on your side, church. God doesn't want you to live a life full of fear. That you're fearful about everything. That you're, you're constantly afraid. That you panic. That, that is not what God has for us today. God wants you and me to be courageous. And David sets the example. Oh yeah, he struggled. He struggled. But then he says, listen, I'm confident of this. He says, I'm so confident of this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He was confident of that. And today, I want to pray for you. I want us to pray together. If, if you're fearful, if, if, if life, if you're constantly afraid of something, something in your life, and, and even to the point of panic, That is not God's will for us. That is not what God wants for us. He wants us to live victorious lives. Tough times will come. Yes, they will. But despite those, and in spite of that, we can still have courage in our life. I want us to pray together this this morning. And as I pray... As I pray, if there's someone here that says, you know what, I need you to pray for me because my life is full of fear. I'm always afraid. I'm always afraid of what could happen, of what might happen. I'm always afraid because it happened to someone, it could happen to me. My mind is always racing. My mind is always racing. I'm going to tell you, God does not want that for you. God does not want that for you. Would you bow with me? Would you bow with me today? And I would just ask that there be little movement if possible. Because I believe God is here today. I believe God sent you here this morning. To hear from him. This is God's message to you. This is God's message to you. And if you're facing fear today. It's not a coincidence that God spoke to you today. It's not a coincidence that this message. This message is for you. This is God telling you. I love you. I love you. With every head bowed, every eye closed, who would say, you would raise your hand and say, would you pray for me right now? Because I'm afraid. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you the second person, the third person, the fourth person. Thank you. Father, we come before you right now. you've seen the hands raised today of people who are just opening up themselves to you God and saying I'm afraid my life is full full of fear I can't even live my life with joy because I'm constantly afraid I pray right now in, in Jesus name we come against fear and discouragement. We come against panic. We come against thoughts that are contrary, my God, to who you are. Thoughts that are contrary to your word. They're contrary, my God, to your nature. Father, I pray right now for joy and peace upon the lives of your children